I, I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun. <laughs> You're so excited about this highlighter. I am. You can clip it right on your Chip, belt. Chip, what do you think of my highlighter? You Does it smell good? Clip that highlighter right on your belt, and when people are like, "Man, I really need something high lit," you'd be like, <laughs> Here you go. Oh, you don't even need a. You. I just realized you could just yank it off, keep the cap oh, could, on yeah. your belt, and just be like, just like that. And then you have to be careful <laughs> when you put it back in. Make sure you don't highlight up your leg. Right. <laughs> this is the highlighter cast. This is the highlighter cast, guys. You're listening to Same Peaks, y'all. The uh, podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the show Twin Peaks. One episode every two weeks. Woo! I love Thank it. You. I know it happened. Uh, my name's Eric, and uh, my name is Tess, and uh, we're also joined by our co-host Chip. Chip doesn't talk. Chip is a dog. Yeah, Chip is a dog. <laughs> um, that's right. This. Uh, what's the episode that we're discussing today? It's episode four of mm. Twin Peaks. It's also known as Rest in Pain. Is it really? Called it that? really is. I yeah. like that. I always ask you, like, what's the episode we're talking about? It's not like I didn't watch it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> podcast logistics but yeah. uh should we jump right into the recap yes we'll jump right into the recap uh episode opens with audrey mm-hmm. she's waiting to see coop and uh she he uh invites her to have breakfast with him and he does a handwriting analysis yeah. on the spot i thought that was pretty hey you might just write your name down and she's like sure <laughs> am i Am I not supposed to be kind of weirded out by the... I mean, here's the deal. We are in a zone of no judging, so... You, you know. mean, aren't you supposed to be weirded out by the tension between Audrey and Coop, with Audrey being an 18-year-old girl, Thank and you. Coop being, like, like, I don't wanna, maybe mid-30s FBI agent? Who am I to tell anyone who they're <laughs> supposed to love? Right. Having said that... Yeah, there's an age difference. Also, it doesn't seem like... I mean, I'm still learning Coop as a character. It feels out of character for Coop to be into a very a young, young girl. very young woman. But Audrey is very mature for her age, and she's also... I, I is think she? Safe Remember to what say, she did with the Norwegians? That yeah, wasn't a mature move. That's true. Maybe it's just um, that she looks very mature. She's a beautiful young woman, um, she's got that kind of like classic beauty going on. I'm sorry, I kind of have a crush on Sherilyn Fenn. Like, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's pretty. I don't know. Um, Who am I to say? She, he, he sees that her handwriting matches the note that he received that said Jack with one eye. Mystery solved, mystery right? Solved. That, was a, one mystery. that was a quick mystery. I remember thinking to myself, like, that was a quick mystery. One mystery down. And um, so she tells him about one-eyed Jacks. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, she and Coop also wonder if there's a connection between Laura and one-eyed Jacks. Uh, we do find out that Laura also worked at the perfume counter at Horn's department store, which confirmed Horn's is run by Audrey's dad, Ben. Yeah. Um, uh, Ronette also worked at the perfume counter, and so did the new girl at One Eye Jackson. That was freshly perfumed. Last episode, that's right. So there's something going on, I With guess. With perfume. Between, yeah. And One Eye Jacks. Um... Coop tells Audrey that the slant in her handwriting indicates a romantic nature. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, so I can't tell if Coop is flirting with her or if he knows that she could be useful to the case. It could be that he's picking up, like, I get that she's into me, so I'm going to, like, feed into that. I don't have any intentions on acting, but I'm going to feed in that so I can get more info, maybe. It could be. It could also be, because he also tells her to be careful that she has a romantic nature. So maybe he's trying to kind of warn her, like, this thing between us isn't... I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Do you really not know? So, guys, I I, I glossed (laughs) over this at the beginning of the cast, but I this is the first time I've ever watched a show, so I'm watching it just once every two weeks when this podcast Mm -hmm. comes out. Tess has watched them all. Is the return still going on? Yes. Man. Okay. I know. (laughs) And so... There's a lot of times Tess has to not give me her yeah. out-of-game meta-knowledge of the future. We really don't know? Yeah, I'm a super fan. Uh, Eric's brand new. I'm a brand new baby fan. I When I'm watching this, I'm re-watching. You're watching for the first time. I'm trying to put myself back into yeah. my shoes when I first started watching Twin Peaks. And at this point in the series, you don't know. But I will tell you, I was kind of shipping it. Yeah, I was shipping really? Audrey Coop. I, I don't think, know. 
Well, I'll you know, it. it could be just because they're the two most attractive people on the television show, and I kind of just expect so? them to be together. In my opinion, Shelly's also really um, pretty. Leland Palmer is a really <laughs> good-looking dude. And I know I'm, like, I'm a new dad, so I'm, like, totally on, like, the dad train, but, I mean, he, um, I don't know, Leland Palmer's a good-looking guy. I'm I don't thinking. know. I will say, at this point in the TV show, I was kind of shipping Coop Ajay. I was feeling it. I don't know if I'm shipping anyone. I'm trying to think about it. I don't want to derail our, our, our uh, recap, though. Yeah, we can't. I mean, there, here's a mystery. Is it creepy? That's a mis- another mystery of the show. I guess it's a personal preference. <laughs> Harry and Lucy arrive. And- is it cozy or is it creepy? <laughs> Harry and Lucy arrive. And at this point, I just now remembered that we're supposed to find out who killed Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was I so- forgot. One. That was the cliffhanger from last night, It was. Night, right? The cliffhanger was that they were going to find out. He was going to tell Harry in the morning. And I got so distracted mm-hmm. by the tension between Coop and Audrey. I forgot. But now Harry and Lucy are here, and we're going to find out who killed <laughs> killed Laura. Um, and uh, Coop starts relaying the dream. I don't know if you noticed this. It's different than the dream we saw. It's a little different. It's a little Is different. Is it a lot different? It's kind of different. And I don't know if that's, one, because he had a longer dream than we saw. Like, we only saw a portion of the dream. Or two, you know, sometimes you'll have a dream, and then when you tell it to someone, you'll have forgotten certain things about it, and you'll have to fill in I'll tell you what, I was very impressed. Unless he wrote stuff down, I was very impressed that he remembered his dream at all. Yeah. Because isn't it something to do, like, your dream memories are stored in, like, your short-term memory or something like that, for the most part? But I kind of... I question whether Coop, if Coop has kind of like a special memory. Yeah. And there's something that happens later in the episode. We'll go back to that. Um, special memory. Anyways, in his dream, he said Harry was there and Lucy was there. That was like our Wizard of Oz moment. <laughs> you were there and you were there. And Sarah Palmer was there. And Sarah Palmer had a vision of Laura's killer and that Hawk is going to draw a sketch. And that he got a phone call from Mike. And the killer is Bob. And then Harry points out, oh, Mike and Bobby. Case yeah. closed. But Coop says, no, different Mike. <laughs> Harry just arrests him. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Case closed. And that they lived above a convenience store and they have tattoos on their arm of fire walk with me. None of this I remember from the dream, but okay, Coop. Is there being a super... Oh, wait, keep going with the dream and then I got something. Okay, Mike cut off his arm to stop killing, but yep. Bob vowed to kill again. And then he was in the red room and he says 25 years later... Because he's much older. He knows specifically. And that Laura whispered the name of the murderer, but Coop doesn't remember. <laughs> the um, Is there a chance that the discrepancy between what he's recapping and what we saw in the last episode has to do with like a script change? Or, <laughs> it could you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. if he's describing like Hawk doing the sketch, is that a deleted scene? Like, I don't know. Uh, or it's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Coop is sure that the 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 dream is a code, and if they crack the code, they can solve the crime. And uh, and then Harry gets a message on his radio that there's a fight down at the morgue. There's a fight down at the morgue, guys. And they go down there, and there's Doc Hayward. There's Ben, who's standing in for Leland, which is kind of weird. Thank you. I was like, wait, what is he even doing here? Yeah, is Leland and, Leland and ben, ben friends. Yeah, Leland and Ben work together um, at the Norwegian. Meta meta knowledge. This will just help you out. Leland is a lawyer, and he works for Ben. Ben is a businessman, and so Ben and Leland work together. Or no, not the Norway. What's it called? The Northern. Uh, the Great Northern. The Great Northern. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Okay. It's like for, and we did, we for did... all of Ben's many business ventures, yeah. he needs like a, a outside perspective. Okay, but we don't know that yet. Yeah, but we do know that they work together because we saw them in, in the, the first pilot. Episode, yeah. They were working together with the Norwegians. So Ben and Leland, I guess, are friends. Leland seems like a nice dude. Ben does not seem like a nice dude. <laughs> or can you maybe infer something about Leland from his relationship oh, with Ben? No, I don't know. No, man. But but Ben is there, I guess, standing in as like family friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. And then Andy's there, and they're supposed to take Laura's body for the funeral. But Albert, our FBI forensics guy, Albert, who's extremely rude, wants to run more tests on her. And even though Albert is very rude, I think he's being perfectly reasonable. What's your opinion? Thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad. So here's the deal. In the last episode, I was like, I don't like Albert. He's kind of being mean yeah. to everyone. But now I'm like, wait, are we trying to solve this case or not? Right? And I was actually a little confused about what the fight was even about. I was like, what 
Wait, didn't we ask him to? Didn't he? I mean, how far away is he coming from? DC? Is that where we're pretending? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And where's Twin Peaks at? Washington. Okay, so that's a drive. Yeah. Right? And he came all the way there. Even if he's like a regional forensics expert, he he was called in by the U.S. government to. <laughs> to uh, to investigate this crime, and now they're like, oh, but we need to have a funeral. And Albert points out, you can have a funeral anytime, but I have to run these tests now when the body's fresh, and I'm going to do it. And then uh, I thought they were upset about the test he was going to do on the body, like he had that big drill, and he's like about to drill her face <laughs> in did, front of them. He did say he was like, you guys are going to have a lot of cutting and pasting to do later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get he's not he's not good on the social graces, but I mean, oh my god! But I'm glad we're on the same page because I was thinking the same thing. Like we're but trying then to solve the case. Harry straight up punches Albert, um, punches and then him. Coop. Uh, Albert awkwardly lands on her dead body. Yeah, like right, like perfectly on her. And Such then, a weird moment. Oh, so bad. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, this is appropriate." <laughs> <laughs> um. Coop orders Albert to finish and give up the body. I don't know, at this point, has he gone full native? Or is he just trying to salvage relationships in the town? Coop? Yeah, so he can continue to investigate the the murder. It's tough because you did call him in. I think we do get the answer to this question. Later when he's talking to Albert. Yeah, Yeah. by the end of the episode. Leland Palmer, your fave, is being sedated. And I just want to say, wow, they're doing a lot of medical sedation. So much sedation. I don't know if, is that a 90s thing? Like, I don't think that's only, responsible. Only 90 kids will remember this. <laughs> I just, I'm just wondering, like, is this something that was fairly common and now we don't do it as often? But it just seems like it's just a twin we don't thing. treat anxiety anymore with, like, medical sedation usually, unless it's, like, extreme cases, not, like... I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just seems a little weird. But Leland's watching a soap opera. Yeah. The title of the soap opera is Invitation to Love. And um, it introduces, uh, in on the television show, there's twins. Are yeah. you laughing at Chip? No, no. I'm laughing at, do these count as new characters that I have to remember? Sort of. Maybe? Okay. But there's twins on the show. Did you notice that? There's an actress playing Emerald and Jade. Yeah, yeah. I did catch um, that. Yeah. And that's a very common soap opera trope. And then, out of nowhere, Maddie appears. Maddie, who is Laura's cousin. Okay. A same actress who played Laura. So, Tess, do you know what I did not notice? <laughs> what did you... Oh, you didn't notice No, it. I didn't. New, she looks exactly new the New listeners, same. I've got partial facial blindness. It's very hard for me. I, I did notice, like, I did know, like, that was her cousin. Like, they said it. I was like, okay, this is a new character. I did not even catch it was the same actress. So she so. looks exactly like Laura because it's the same actress, except she's brunette. Laura was blonde, and that she's got really amazing nineties. Those are cool glasses. Glasses, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, she actually made me think of like if they made like the Wonder Woman movie in the nineties, <laughs> what they would have made Diana Prince look like. Yeah, I remember thinking that. I just remember that uh, a few fortnights ago, I believe you had a theory about there being more than one Laura. And now there's essentially another Laura, maybe? I mean, this is Maddie. Yeah. And, and Leland recognized her as Maddie, so it's not oh, like she's... Oh, wait. And he, she is Leland's cousin? Leland's niece. Leland's niece. So she was Laura's cousin. Okay, Laura's cousin. And didn't the little... Uh, the little her. man mentioned yeah, that his cousin, cousin. Yeah. looked a lot like Laura. Yeah, okay. Uh, Norma, we get we got a short scene at the diner. Norma is talking to I don't know, is this a lawyer or a parole officer? Someone great from tie someone from man. the prison. Yeah, he looks great. Um, and he's talking to her about Hank, her husband, and uh, he even has a photo of Hank. So that <laughs> do you remember what your husband looks like? <laughs> Hank's getting out soon. Yeah, and I think this is a little odd. She she seems very supportive of this, uh, despite the fact that she's totally in love with Big well, Ed. Didn't the parole officer or whatever just say that he's been a model prisoner? Right? He did say he's that. Greets every day with a smile and adversary. Yeah. Like, I don't know, hugs and kisses. But uh, clearly, they don't have a very good relationship if she's stepping out on him. Without giving me out of game knowledge or future knowledge, do we know why he was imprisoned? Oh, all we did know so far already? is manslaughter. Manslaughter. We know okay. he's doing three to five for manslaughter. Um, so I'm thinking maybe she's a little afraid of him. 
Um, I don't know. That's the only thing I could come up with. A lot of like wives afraid of their husbands in this show, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. Mm. Uh, Coops and husbands afraid of their wives too. Speaking no, of husbands to be afraid of, they go to question Leo. But before that, Coop sees ducks on a lake, yeah. and he's so ducks excited. On a lake. <laughs> so excited. Ducks on a lake. Uh, they're questioning Leo and Coop. Um, he does his lie detector thing again. Yeah. He knows when people are lying. And also, I feel like he sort of maybe is demonstrating a bit of a photographic memory here. Yeah. Because he sort of, he rattles off Leo's record. Um, I mean, he can't have studied that for very long. Like, he must have seen it and just knows. Um, so I think Coop has a special memory. Unless unless he wrote it on a note and <laughs> pinned it to a tree behind Leo. <laughs> Circled around, and then he just read it over Leo's shoulder. That's your all we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Save uh, for so many mysteries. Anyway, Leo claims that he was on the road the night that Laura died. Yeah, um, probably illegal U-turning <laughs> the whole time. Uh, I feel like that is a pretty lame alibi. He says Shelly can confirm this because he called her from the road, but he could have been anywhere. He is a trucker, though, isn't her he? That he was on the road. He is so a trucker. So he could have been on, on the road. He could have been on the road, yeah. yeah. Could have murdered um. her on a road. So he's like, technically, <laughs> I'm telling the truth. Oh, right. uh, we head over to the Briggs house. Uh, the Briggs house has some really weird religious decorations. I thought they were in the church. I thought they were too. If there hadn't been an establishing shot of what looks like a home in a neighborhood, I would have like thought they were in a church. I saw that establishing shot and then I thought maybe the church is just like a really small like community. No, that's their house. I don't really go to church. I don't really know what they look like anymore. I didn't know it was a small, (laughs) I didn't know it was a small like country church. I don't know. (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, Twin Peaks is a small town, but this is someone's house. It's the Briggs house. Major Briggs is, again, trying to give a heart-to-heart to uh, to Bobby. He tells him not to be afraid because they're about to go to the funeral. And Bobby flips out. And he says, he's not afraid. This is a direct quote. I'm going to turn it upside down. I don't know what that means. Well, also, what was he going to do to the crucifix before the dad showed up? I he was maybe reaching he, for it. He or was his he... arm out in a creepy way. And then I, I felt like he was reaching for the crucifix. Yeah, I didn't know if maybe he was kind of mimicking what he sees on the oh, crucifix. Oh, like he's, like, like he's, he's crucified. Jesus, and then he was sort of reaching out, almost like he was going to take it off of the wall when his dad came in. I don't know. But um, I just want to... Uh, say uh, the Bobby yelling, I'm going to turn it upside down, has inspired a lot of memes. Oh, of, I've of seen this. Pictures of Bobby saying that and then things that you could turn upside down. My favorite is a USB drive. You know, sometimes when <laughs> yeah. you put your USB in, you, you have to turn it. it. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to turn it upside down. I gotta tell you, there's something about the dad that I really like, too. Major like, Briggs. He, He's he, a great character. He cannot, like, he has a hard time connecting with his son and probably with everyone everyone else in his life maybe you know but i mean everything he's saying like he, he's almost like he's doing those heart-to-heart father talks yeah. it's just not it's not connecting it's not you connecting know? with bobby he's trying so hard he's like there's no reason to be afraid and you got to do what you got to and then it's i also down. really love his wife betty briggs bobby's mom because they have this like incident where they're yelling where well not Major Briggs isn't yelling. Bobby's yelling at his dad, and then and then the mom comes in and she's like, "Is everyone ready to go?" Yeah, and then they kind of have like an awkward, like they both are like, Ugh, and you she's know? also wearing a happy face button, which is just adorable. Although a little darkness to the happy face button for me every time I um every ever since I read Watchmen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Watchmen. Yeah, um, which Watchmen was eighties, right? Mm-hmm. This this could have been, uh, uh, I don't know, inspired. Do they ever get a little bit of blood, or 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 as uh, Warshock says, bean juice, human bean juice? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just uh, that's just a connection that I the make. The smiley in my face head. pin always makes me think of Forrest Gump. Remember? Oh yeah, because that's how the in the movie that's how it came around. Because he he goes, "Have a nice day," and he washes his face with the mud, and come to find out, he's got a perfect smiley face yeah. for some reason. So. Um, Hawk has been assigned to track down the one-armed man. And we know, as long as he doesn't go down a hallway. Shaking my head because uh, because he's an Indian tracker. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That did not even occur yeah. to me. Coop is delighted by this, by the way. Um, he's, Coop goes, whoa. He's, real, he's a tracker. 
He's well, really excited about it. 90s, um, right? Yeah, yeah, 90s. You know what, though? They even kind of did that in, like, Wonder Woman 2 a little bit, right? A like, little like, who are we going to get to be the tracker? And we're looking around, and just one Native American <laughs> in the crowd are like, you will be the tracker. Oh, real quick, we should bring up our people of color count because yeah. I I forgot uh, that um, the actor who plays Albert Rosenfeld is uh, Miguel Ferrer, um, whose father was Jose Ferrer, the Puerto Rican, the famous Puerto Rican actor. So oh. technically, another person of color oh, cool. on the show. You know what? And so that by brings the way, it up to five. <laughs> Albert is also probably, I think, probably one of the most recognizable actors on Actually, the show. yeah, he was on he's, Robocop. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He's been in, like, he's been in things. He's been in a lot and, of and things. And I know, like, most of these actors have been in things, but he's the one that I was like, oh, I've seen him in things, you know? Yes, yeah. yeah. Also, um, Rosenfeld, I'm Jewish, so I'm always looking for the Jews <laughs> on TV, and I I always, like, had a fantasy, and it's never stated that Albert's Jewish, but I just had a fantasy that he is. Um, so Hawk is, because he's the Indian tracker, he's gonna track down the one-armed man, um, Hopefully, a chance to redeem himself in your eyes, because you, Eric, I, have been wrong. very critical. I like I work. like Hawk a lot, but he <laughs> lost him down a hallway that just two ways. There was to the morning and to the oxygen, and he was like, "Well, I can't find him." <laughs> Albert gives his results. He's got new information and also rehashes some old information. Laura was using cocaine. Yep, coca. Uh, she was tied up twice mm-hmm. that night. Here she and here, she was killed. Yeah. Um, th- there was evidence that the killer went in for a kiss, which was very creepy. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Over. Um, there are claw or bite marks, um, which are from an animal, which I love. Harry says, from an animal. And Albert says, look, it's trying to think. <laughs> now that, to me, that's the most, like, condescending. Like, he said a so, lot of mean things. He is the worst. That's, that's the one. Like, especially oh, Albert. Any, anytime you refer to a person as an it, it's like oh. the ultimate, like, I can't believe you did that. There's also a letter, there was also a letter J in her stomach. So there's. What was the letter in our, under the finger? An R? I don't remember. But I think there's, there's a letter R because I made the pirate joke, remember? Yeah, oh, that's right. So, and then there's a letter J in the stomach. Yeah, and there was another letter under Teresa Banks. That was the other girl yeah. who was found before, prior to this. But I don't remember. I think a T? I'm not sure. Um, but there's a, a apparently, like, a, a letters in the body thing that's going on. That's um, exciting. Then there's a standoff between Albert and Coop because Albert said he's going to report Harry and Coop's like, you should be lucky I'm not reporting you. Yeah, Albert writes the whole report and yeah. you sign this and Coop goes, I'm not going to sign this. And then, and so this is where I think maybe Coop's gone full native because then he he speaks into his radio, to, or into his um, recorder to Diane <laughs> and he's looking to buy some property in Twin Peaks. Yeah. And he's going to retire in Twin Peaks. What do you think? He says his property he thinks is going to be really... At a reasonable price. What do you think that's going to be? That's that's a callback to... Um, uh, Coop is always looking for... Uh, I think it's like clean place reasonably priced or something like that. Oh. That's like, uh, yeah. I thought he had a, a mind like of a particular building. I don't think he's got anything in mind. I think Coop just... Um, he wants uh, things at a reasonable He likes price. things at a reasonable price. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, then we see Ed and Nadine. Mm-hmm. Um, Nadine is super lovey-dovey. Um, and we get a little background. Uh, Ed and Norma were high school sweethearts. Yeah. And then Nadine does two things that I think are really weird. She hears the bike and she says, Ed, is that your bike? Which is weird because Ed is hugging her. Yeah. I don't know why she thinks Ed's on a bike. Maybe she thinks and someone then, took his bike. And then he's like, no, it's James. And she says, James who? Because don't they? That's, that's her nephew. Yeah. That's. Well, Nadine, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot going on with Nadine. I think she's unstable. Well, I'm trying to give her, like, a fair shake, because, I mean, we don't really know what's going on. No, we don't, but, like, I... You, you, of course, you saw this. The the scene starts, and they're in the... uh, they're showing off her little ceramic figures. Yeah. The one's got the eye patch on it. Did you see oh, that? Oh, God, I didn't even Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was about to say, go back and check it out. They're showing your little ceramic dolls, and I swear to God, one's either got an eye patch or someone black markered it. So I was about to say, I want to believe it. that she, like, painted an eye patch yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. That's I, amazing. I don't know. I kind of really like Nadine. She also, she describes last night was amazing. Yeah. So, Big Ed. Oh, Big Ed. That big lug. <laughs> Look at that big lug with those. He was like, <laughs> soundless curtain. What is it? Drape runners or whatever. Silent, silent is yeah. getting it going. James says he's not going to go to the funeral. 
Yeah. Um, and then we uh, we go to the Great Northern, um, and we find out that Audrey has a secret cubby hole. What'd you Which, think of by that? the way, the cubbyhole's not that well hidden, right? You walk up to the wall, <laughs> the wall's clear, and then there is, you see an outline of a cubbyhole, and you hit the button, and it opens up. But yeah, she's got a cubbyhole, and she goes in there, and she's peeking she's in. She's spying, On yeah. Dr. Jacobo, Jacoby, Jacoby and her yeah. brother. And her brother, right? yeah. So. You can hear her parents are arguing about Johnny and whether they should bring him to the funeral, because he cannot wear that Indian headdress at the yeah. funeral. Um, and Dr. Jacoby has been called in to help johnny uh let go of the headdress for the so this makes me think that maybe jacoby's actually like a gifted psychologist like he seems so goofy well but apparently he gets through he's like holding him and he's like putting his head to his head like it's very close moment yeah very intimate which is interesting given something that Jacoby says later in the episode. Yeah, so I know. we'll get back to that. We have the funeral scene, which I love the scene. Like the whole cast is there pretty much. Um, I love that my favorite part about this scene, I don't know if you noticed this, but the log lady is there. Yeah, and right she's next- standing right next to the like the minister or whoever she's the guy is. She's standing there like it's a place of honor. She's holding the log <laughs> she and is. she's right next to him. She's in her place of honor. Uh. Um Bobby is very angry. Yeah. At the funeral, he points out that Laura was troubled and none of us helped her. And he says, save your prayers. She would have laughed at him anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's real talk. Yeah. Bobby's speaking, speaking he said, the real talk And this here. is like right after the priest or yeah. reverend type guy said that, like, you know, I raised her in Sunday school and yeah. all that. And then Bobby's basically been like... <laughs> hypocrites you yeah and then james uh goes to attack bobby and then leland well the scene before before we get to leland leland stop it (laughs) stop (laughs) it you're killing me the scene where they're like fighting like it goes to slow motion it's like yeah Yeah. which didn't james say he wasn't going to the funeral james said he wasn't gonna go but he came anyway he maybe he shouldn't have (laughs) uh put a star next to that or do you have a highlighter now put a highlighter yeah i'm gonna highlight this thank you i gotta Uh, thank for that james James at saying he's not going to be at the funeral. <laughs> cool. Okay. The and they get into a fight and then yeah, like um, Leland, Leland loses falls it upon the casket. The casket, like the like mechanism that they have to lower the mm. casket, is like going up and down and like it's malfunctioning and he's just going up and down on the casket. And Sarah yells, "Don't ruin this too!" Which I thought was kind of a weird thing for her to say. Highlight it. I'm highlighting it. You <laughs> got something to say about? I got that. something to say about that. Um, I also, well, um, highlight the <laughs> hole in the ground. Okay. I don't know if you have that anywhere. Write it if you need to. The hole that she's buried in, the land. I got okay. something for that, too. The um, Yeah, this is a... T- I don't like any... These scenes are so hard for me, man. Because they, they're like this weird... Like, they're kind of funny. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to tell you, when I first saw the show, I thought that scene was hilarious. Oh and I laughed God, out really? loud. Because I'm a monster. <laughs> I guess it just shows perspective because later in the show, probably like right now, someone's laughing at it, right? Someone's yeah. describing the scene and, oh, and laughing. That's what happens next is Shelly goes to the. Yeah. She's working at the diner and she's telling the Shelley's story. Shelly's Leo's wife, right? Yes. Yeah. I want to make sure I got that straight. Shelly's yeah. Leo's wife, Bobby's girl. Yeah. Um, and she's telling the story. To and, two old guys. And it's really mean. They're laughing at him. They're laughing. I think that's really mean. And I felt like. Go ahead. Well, I was just, I mean, this is our interesting. Well, I guess you, the difference is you're laughing at a TV show. If you <laughs> I know, that, I was just laughing. I was at just it. about to say, you weren't you just laughing? I was literally just laughing at Leland because I thought it was funny. But you're laughing at a TV show. You know that they're actors. That's it's true. different. Let's say we're at a funeral and you saw that. I oh just my thought, God. I just thought that was really, you're Test, right. If I saw that in real life, Test, I wouldn't Do you remember when, and the quick side note, remember when we were at the Howard County Cultural Arts Festival, <laughs> and we were yeah. watching the children's performers, and that guy's pants almost fell down in front of everyone? Yes. Do you remember, I remember that? that? We would not be laughing I at that. I didn't laugh let's at say that. The, let's say those pants fell down. We would not laugh. I didn't laugh at that. If I was watching it on TV, I probably you would laugh yeah, at that. Yeah, that's the difference. In real life, I was so worried for that guy because oh his God. pants were about to fall down. <laughs> this is a super tangent, but I just want to say <laughs> that guy 
such a professional. He just held up his pants, and he was doing guys, a full-on musical review. R- real, real quick, guys. This was a this is a situation where different children's performers could do like was it like five minute or ten minute bits of what they do. They're singing, they're dancing, whatever they do, and then people from the community can watch it, and then they know who to book for different organizations. And um, we were there with a bunch of other librarians, and this guy was dancing. He was what was he a raccoon? Yeah, it was a or a bat. Was like he was a, a badger. Musical version of. Peter Rabbit, I think. And we see his pants, like, unraveling and, like, getting ready to slowly, come down. Slowly, and we're, his pants it's a moment are disintegrating where he, He's singing and kind of waving his arms, and I think the crowd knows, like, this is about to happen. Oh, what it's do we so do? bad. But he, you know, he just pulled his pants up, he's holding them, and yeah. he did all of his choreography just with one hand. And, and there are moments where he has to hold hands. What he did, he just switched hands. He would hold his pants with the other hand and hold hands with someone Kudos else. Kudos to that guy. <sighs> It was Badger amazing. Badger guy, if you're listening. Badger guy. You are you are a fantastic actor. You are Ray Wise level actor. That's the actor who plays Leland. That's what I'm going to say. Ray Wise. Um, but anyway, if we saw that in real life, we would not be laughing. Right. But later in the show, she's making fun she's of it. She's making fun of it, which I felt like that was really mean. I know that I was just laughing at Leland, but I don't know Leland. Like, well, I'm just watching this on you TV. You know it's a show. But I gotta tell you, like, I was watching, I was not laughing. Like, I was just like, oh my god. I just felt like, also, like, I don't know, is that out of character for her? I guess we don't know her that well. All we know is she gets beat. Yeah, so far she hasn't been mean on the show. I thought it was really mean of her. How old is she? She's young. I'm gonna say she's like maybe 20. Yeah, no judging. I was young when I was married, but. Yeah. uh, Um, Ed, Hawk, and Harry are all in a booth, and Coop arrives. And he orders some pie, and then he immediately deduces that Ed is in love with Norma. Right, right, because he knows, right? Because he's a lie detector, and he he can he reads the people's bodies language. Well, he's, she, he's Sherlock Holmes. She does give him like a look. She does. She gives him like one tiny little look, though. Mm. I wouldn't have picked anything up, but Coop saw the entire love story unfold before his eyes, and and then Ed has to buy pie, Ed has to pay for the pie and coffee because apparently there was a little There's bet, a bet going. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, this is where it gets, this is where it gets. <laughs> That's what it skews off. The plot thickens here oh because Ed finally does a callback to his stakeout. Yeah. Finally. Um, I was wondering about that. If we yeah. were going to get that answered. And uh, apparently they are trying to take down some drug runners. Who are they? A secret society yeah. called the Bookhouse Boys. The Bookhouse Boys. The Bookhouse and they, Boys. They do this thing where they touch. Was it? They do this. They right? do like, yeah. They, they kind of slide their finger from like up by their eye, like a, then, down their temple, and that's like their salute. Although I don't know if you noticed, but like every guy does it differently. <laughs> like Hawks is kind of sort of towards his nose. Like later when they go to the Bookhouse, one guy sort of does like an actual <laughs> salute. Like I, I'm just confused by the fact that the organization salute is apparently like different no matter who does it my dad was in the army and i'll just say every dude saluted the exact same way but whatever it's a secret society he wasn't a book house boy <laughs> he wasn't a book house boy that's one thing i know about my dad he wasn't in the secret society um but they are uh there's an evil in the woods in yeah, Swin that's Peak, what he says and they are fighting the darkness and they've been doing it for generations generations of men men before them and coop is immediately in yeah, yeah. No questions asked. He just jumps right in. They take him to the bookhouse. James is there. Find out James is, is a bookhouse book boy. Is the bookhouse like an actual bookstore? It's a house full of books, but it's not a store. Okay. Um, uh, but James is a bookhouse boy. James is a part of the and, um, Joey, who is not like a character, but I did remember that the, the biker who transported, um, oh no, now I'm going to forget people's names, Donna to James was named Joey, so I guess this is the same guy. He's a bookhouse boy. But he's not a character? Not really. Like, I we mean, don't see him again? No, not really. And then they're, they are um, uh, questioning uh, Bernard Renault about his brother, Jacques Renault, who's the bartender who probably yeah. drugged Ed. Ed. Yeah. Because he was there doing a stakeout, like, on his... He's, like, the civilian helper. Yeah. I did, like... Ed did have a good moment, too, like, when they were still in the, um... In the booth at yeah. the restaurant. Where, when and, Coop was like, I didn't realize you were a deputy. Yeah, and he says something like, when people bring drugs into my town, I think, <laughs> I think that's everybody's I think problem. that's everyone's. I was like, Big Ed. Yeah, yeah. Big Ed, what a good guy. You know? um, apparently there were no family 
is into some shady stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, Bernard is into it. Jacques is into <laughs> also, it. Also, I'm not great at doing accents. Oh, man. They have horrible... Not, not a good French accent, right? Horrible French accents. Oh, my They're goodness. They're really bad. It, it was a little tough. Like, and I'm not good at them, but no, I'm not No, but they're either. so bad. Yeah, you're not being paid to act in a television show. I have show done French accents for, network. like, story time at the library. But, <laughs> I have to. Yeah, I know. I have as well. Is oh, that, is it the, real the quick big, tangent. The greatest artist. The giant squid is yeah. always French. Yeah, anyways. yeah. I always make the giant squid French. Okay. <laughs> I think it's because he has a mustache. Yeah. Um, and he's an artiste. <laughs> Jacques uh, is heading to work, but he sees a flashing red light yeah. above the bar, the roadhouse, and so then he gets on the on the horn to Leo, and he because he, know, he knows something's up because the light is flashing, so he calls Leo. By the way, Leo is wearing the most amazing sweater. I'm so glad you mentioned the sweater. This is like <sighs> a Cosby level sweater. Oh, it is. And then so I'm like, good. why is Leland wearing this sweater? Leo, you mean? Oh, Leo. Why yeah. is Leo wearing this sweater? Because I think everyone in Twin Peaks just wears amazing sweaters. But I mean, we've typically seen them in like black wife beaters. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just realized why <laughs> wears <laughs> wife, wife beaters all the time. The um. But I've never seen him in this sweater, so what was he about to do? I don't know. He was just, he was like washing dishes at his house. <laughs> That's his dishwashing sweater. Dishwashing sweater. I don't know, but, um, and then, and then, uh, he leaves, and then Shelly takes out a gun. She's got a gun, and she hides it with the bloody shirt. Uh, in a secret compartment. Secret compartment. Secret compartment. Like, in the side of, like, a cabinet So or many secret compartments. So many secret Audrey's compartments. Audrey's got one. Shelly's got one. Josie's got one. Yeah. Josie, by the way, she's telling Harry about the Catherine and Ben conspiracy yep. and how she found the two ledgers. Two ledgers. And she was like, why would there be two? And Harry's like, maybe they're stealing money. In my book, you know, um, that usually means something bad. Meanwhile, down. Catherine is listening in on the very 90s home intercom. Did Do you they not realize that? that it's like on? Or like, <laughs> like they're talking about her and she's listening and holding at a 90s. She's holding the other ledger. Like, like I appreciate that because I'm getting confused easily. And I'm like, oh, she's got it. They're she's talking got about it. it. She's That's got right. She's got the ledger with sneaky stuff in it, maybe. That's right. Um, uh, Josie's, um, and then she hides it. Catherine hides her ledger in, in a, a secret se- drawer. In another, another secret, secret drawer. compartment. I do like, too, Josie takes Harry over to look at the where the vault is. Uh-huh. And he looks at the ledger. I swear to God, he looks at two pages and goes, Everything looks good here. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what does Harry know about running a mill? Look, it's thinking. It's it's such a funny... You know what? I'm an expert on all mill-related finances. Uh, Everything looks good here. It's such a funny line. Um, But yeah, um, Catherine hides it in her secret cubby drawer. Three secret cubbies in this episode alone. She also confronts Pete. Pete stops by, I guess, to say hi. And she's just Hi, wife. Yeah. And she's just like... Pete, next time you want to look at my ledger, say it in my face. Yeah, she doesn't like that. No. Um, then Josie wonders if there was a plot to kill her husband, Andrew. Like, now that she knows that there's a, now that she has this, like, inkling that there's a conspiracy, she's wondering, how far does this conspiracy go? Did they kill Andrew, oh, my husband? I forgot that she had a husband that died. Yeah. How and then, long ago was this? Uh, I forget. They, I think they did tell us on the show, but they... I forget now, um, but it's let's say it's let's say it's been a year because mm-hmm. um, it's been a while because it's been long enough that she's on to Harry now. Yeah. So I'm assuming a, a given Harry, you know, he's a stand up guy. I feel like he would give plenty of time for her to <laughs> in yeah. between. Yeah. And then um, she's also wondering, is there a plot to kill her? If there's a plot to kill Andrew, is there a plot to kill her? And Are they then, trying to shut down the mill? Nothing gets Do Harry. Do they want to give it to Ben? Nothing gets Harry more interested. Wow. Is Right? He just wow. he goes right into, like, kissy time. Yeah, then they make out. They just, yeah. Um, I heard rumor that Michael Ontkeen, the actor who played Harry, liked kissing Joan Chen, the actress who plays Josie, so much that he used to flub up those scenes on purpose. <laughs> oh, kind of a creep scene. What did she? Creepy. What did she think about that? That's this? a rumor I heard. I imagine she didn't like it very much. By the way, Joan Chen, I don't know if you recognized her. She is the Empress on uh, the Marco Polo TV show on Netflix. 
Probably not because of your facial blindness. But. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's a dumb question. Probably not. Um, but that's great. Yeah. I mean, she's still working. That's great. Yeah. Also, Marco Polo is a great show on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Harry and Josie make out. We get to watch that for like Also, two they minutes. like lay right down on the ground. And oh, no. he like gets on her. And, I mean, you know what? No, he's he, they're obviously a couple. They're both two adults and all that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> also, it's kind of weird. Why is it a secret? Their relationship, I mean. I don't know. Because aren't they both single? Yeah. So what's the reason for it being a secret? I don't know. I don't know if it's like a secret or if they're just trying to... uh, They just don't want a whole lot of... I don't know. It's been six months. Yeah, it's weird. That's a mystery. Highlight it. Highlight it. Highlight it. (laughs) I'm going to highlight Harry and Josie making out. Yeah. (laughs) The show will highlight that enough for me. Okay. Coop and Hawk. This this next scene is... I'm not clear what's going on. Coop and Hawk are at a bar. Yep. At the Great Northern, and they're talking about wandering souls, yeah. which is an interesting bar talk. Um, and then Leland is there, and he's trying oh, to dance God, with everyone. Stop it! Um, and, and he then, starts crying, and he goes, "Someone yeah, dance with me! Someone and then, dance with me!" Yeah, we gotta dance for Laura. And then Coop and Hawk take him home, and that's the end of the episode. Can I tell you that? Oh, is that how the episode yeah. ends? Yeah. Can I tell you? Because I know you love Coop, right? I do. And Coop is an easy character to love. Like he's so great. I honestly thought that when he was on the dance floor crying, Leland, I thought Coop was going to go and dance with him. Like, I thought he was going to be like, let's do this. And I was like, if this happens, (laughs) I'm in love with this man. I mean, it's great that him and... And and uh, Hawk got him and got him out. Yeah. But I was like, please, you know what uh, I mean? Can you imagine yeah. if he danced with them? And be like, yeah, I'll dance with you, buddy. You know, Aww. and that's how the episode should have ended. Roll credits with them dancing together. <laughs> no one would dance with this damn man. No, I mean, I get it. Like, right? He's freaking he's out and crying. He's hysterical. Yeah, but I don't I mean, know. But this I don't... is a small town. Everyone, right? This isn't like those are strangers. I'm just confused. Why was he at a bar the day of his daughter's funeral? Like, Highlight it. Uh... Highlight it. <laughs> just it's weird because like like shouldn't he have gone home? Isn't there usually like a reception after a funeral where you have like deli meats and I don't like know. you just cry and hold each other and stuff? All like I, I feel like that's where Leland should I be. was so mad at everyone in that bar because here's the deal. It, it's it, let's say we went to a bar and I started crying and I was like, Someone dance with me. No one's gonna dance with me because I don't know anyone at that bar. I don't drink. Right. And we live in, in a in a fairly Twin Peaks is a very small Everyone town. knows everyone. Remember? Yeah. Laura Palmer died and everyone like lost their minds. Yeah. Everyone knows this man. Everyone knows he lost his daughter. They're all kind of giving him the cold And he's shoulder. saying, someone dance with me. No one's dancing. I'll tell you right now, I would dance with him. Leland, <laughs> I would dance with you. Oh. Are there more? Are you Out of game knowledge, are there more of these scenes where the dad's losing it? And, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. They're so hard On to our next. Our Ugh. next segment. So, so many, many mysteries. mysteries. Okay, we going down there. Uh, who killed Wait, Laura Palmer? I forgot something very important that happened in the episode. <laughs> okay. What? And it, it falls into the mysteries. Sure. But Coop is staking out the graveyard. Yes. And and uh, which that seems weird. Yeah. But well, okay. He's a special. He probably figured someone's gonna go back if they've got a connection to Laura. I don't think it's that weird. And he was right. Uh, Jacoby shows up wearing a really amazing cape. Did yeah. you notice? And that he pull, he pulls the flowers out, out of the, the cape. cape. Like a magician. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he confesses that he didn't really he doesn't really care about any of his patients at all, except for Laura. Yeah. Even though, like, given that scene... Given with, that scene with Johnny highlight earlier. Highlight it. Although I know we're already in so many mysteries, so here, wait, highlight it? Okay, I've, I've got a theory around it. Thank <laughs> no. you. There are multiple Jacobys. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait, laughs> multiple Laura's, multiple Jacobys. <laughs> hey. Is this the prestige? What's going on? Oh, one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think there's multiple Jacobys, but not necessarily... In physical form, I think there's two Jacobys oh. in his mind. I think there's. Is he schizophrenic? I think there's the Jacoby that's a brilliant and empathetic uh, psychologist 
and, or that helps people get through their problems and will hold uh, what's the Johnny Johnny will hold Johnny and put his head to his head which is a powerful move you know yeah. I, you don't do that to anyone right I do that to Amanda and I do that to Freya I've never put my forehead to your head you mm-hmm. know that's really close that's much closer than I've ever done to any medical professional and he does that and then there's the other Jacoby that doesn't care or like cold hearted which I'll tell you right now it leads me to a, maybe there's a third Jacoby that's the killer Jacoby <gasps> you know whoa so you think it could be Jacoby being schizophrenic yeah I think also you know how he wears those red lens glass with blue it's blue, almost like yeah. those old timey 3D glasses yeah. maybe that's a sign saying that there's a red Jacoby and a blue Jacoby whoa I know mind blown I will tell you um at this point in the series I had ruled Jacoby out. Really? I thought... When you initially watched it? Yeah, when I initially watched it. This is giving nothing away because, like, you don't know. He still could be the killer. You swore on a heart of a dove. I'm not giving you any spoilers. I'm only telling you my theory at that point when I first watched the series is I when I saw him at the grave like crying about Laura I was like oh I don't think that he could have killed her because I think it's very clear he cared about her but he could have still been involved somehow and that could have been blue Jacoby <laughs> and not red Jacoby who's like mad right yeah it could have been blue Jacoby and not red or red Jacoby who's like despondent and very wow. like you know this gives like I so know. much dimension I love it so many dimensions so, okay that was a uh, <laughs> three dimensions if you three, will it's a 3D so that was one highlight what's the other things because uh, I don't let's know let's see well um who killed Laura Palmer who killed Laura I mean it's so hard because there's but have you ruled anyone out no. Uh, I haven't ruled anyone out. I'll say Red Jacoby. Red Jacoby is your, your current. Your uh, current. How long are we gonna be asking who killed Laura? For a while. <laughs> okay, so for this episode it's Red Jacoby. Maybe. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. For a while we're gonna. We're yeah, I don't gonna think I had a lot in the beginning. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Mysteries. Mysteries. Um. You said that James wasn't gonna go to the funeral is a mystery to you. What's well, that? now that I think there's two Jacobys, this. <laughs> I, I I initially thought maybe there were two Jameses. <laughs> now, now I realize that sounds silly. So you thought, oh, wow. No, but I love this theory because there could be a James who's in love with thank Laura you, and then a James you. who's in love with Donna. There's a James who won't go to the funeral and a James who will. Well, there's the other I was thinking just like multiples of everyone. I was thinking in the town. like the, well, what I was thinking was that the other James sometimes drove Ed's motorcycle around, and that's why oh, that's what I was thinking. Okay. That's why she goes, "Is that James?" And that's why I thought also when she said, "Who's James?" Because I thought maybe the the twin of James goes by another name. I don't know. That's not a good theory. You know, it's really not that out of the realm of possibilities because twins have been formally introduced as a thing now because we've got um yeah we've got laura and her identical so cousin twins. maddie yeah and there's twins on invitation to love the soap opera i um i think that i would like to know more about big ed and nadine how they ended up together because it looked like him and uh nora were gonna end up back, at, back, yeah. at, back in high school Norma. you will you will find out some more about i, I think little theory i do think they ended up together i don't know why and then she was kind of uh more balanced and okay. then kind of Back then became, more un- became more unhinged. unbalanced, which is totally possible, totally. you know. Yeah, Excuse and that's me, why totally. he stays with her because they're married, you know. Um, you had a you had a theory about the hole in the ground. I do. Okay. I think there's something in that hole with Laura's butt. Look at your okay. look at you staring at me in her hole. Uh, I think there's a thing in the hole that Laura's body is buried in. When Leland threw himself on the caskets going up and down, I was looking at the background. Of like the inside of the dirt, okay. And I think there's something there. I know there's like rocks and stuff there. I think there's yeah. something buried in there with her. So okay. I don't know what it is. And I think the up and down is a is a it was a way of us kind of peeking at it slowly. So um, something's in that dirt, maybe. Um, you had a theory about Sarah screaming, "Don't ruin this too." What? Well, here's the question: What else did he ruin? Right? What I else did we ruin? Yeah, that's yeah. Mystery. yeah, I don't know. What else did he ruin? It might be tied into him working with Ben, maybe because Ben's not. In my opinion, the best guy on the block. He's kind of a, a, not a great dude. Oh, I see. Yeah, like maybe he did something nefarious Shady. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have a theory about Harry and Josie making out? Did I? Did I, I ask you, you to put that me down? To um, highlight Harry and Josie. Oh, did I? Oh, give yeah. me a second. What was my theory? Um, 
I well, I'm trying to figure out why it's a secret is what I'm saying. Oh, that's right. yeah, yeah. That's I, the I think mystery. I think there's more. I think there's more to it than meets the eye. I it this is be. this is your time when you ask me. It, about Josie. About Josie being a man. It could be that. that. It could be that. I mean, I mean, all joking aside, like if he knew, let, let's uh, let's just follow this story, right? Twin Peaks, not exactly the most progressive of neighborhoods, right? They, they take the one Native American and they're like, you're the tracker today. Yeah, gotcha. You know? Which, by the way, another small theory, Hawk is a terrible tracker. He's terrible <laughs> at finding people, but he's just ironically always the tracker because people just racially profile him as the tracker. That's your new crazy that, That's my new thing. He's terrible at finding things. Like, he's really <laughs> At those, uh, find uh, where's Waldo? He's never been able to find Waldo, um, but they just do it anyway. I think that maybe she is a man, and Harry knows it, and that's why he keeps it a secret. Oh. Even though everyone thinks she's a woman now, uh-huh. like if it got out, he doesn't want you know that to get out. Gotcha. Um, or and then something else. Why was Leland at a bar? Did you have a theory about that? Well, he's just drinking after you know his daughter died and all that. I think he's trying to drink to like escape. I don't think I there didn't was see him a, drinking. I, I was going to say I don't think. Well, he's probably there dancing. I don't think there was a reception. Is what I'm thinking oh. at the end of the thing. Hmm. You know, I think there's. Some, I guess you're right. I feel like we would have seen it if there was one, huh? Yeah, I think I don't think maybe there was a after all the drama at the funeral, the they fighting. decided to you know like all right, let's just call it. By a day. the way, at the funeral, not a lot of snake. He was no. there. Yeah, he was there he grabbing was there. like Bobby's arm. Everyone was there Everyone except was there. for Jacoby. Apparently, yeah. I didn't notice that he wasn't there until later. With his cape. With his cape. Are you going yeah. to the opera? He's today? like the full on. Like, do you remember the guy who used to go to Edgar Allan Poe's grave? Do you remember this? You don't remember this? Every what, in real life. Yes, or? this happened in real life. Every year, I think at Halloween, um, someone would go to Edgar Allan Poe's grave, and they were always like covered in like a cape and everything, and they would leave a bottle of brandy, I think, and they would drink a like a a snifter of brandy, and then they would leave, and they were called the Poe Toaster because he toasts Poe. And this was like a big mystery. It happened in real life. Like every year people would go to Edgar Allan Poe's grave to see this guy. I don't think he does it anymore. Maybe the Poe toaster uh, I've never heard of this. And I'm even more confused about why you thought I would hear about this. What? Because we live, well, you and I, uh, Inside Baseball, we live in Maryland. Yeah. And Edgar Allan Poe is from Maryland. He's buried in Baltimore. So okay. I just thought oh, okay. you okay. would never heard Thank about you. It. Okay, okay. And also, I don't know, I'm, I'm stereotyping you because you're a librarian. <laughs> I just thought maybe you would know some stuff about Edgar Allan Poe. It's Not necessarily. Fine. I did do a Edgar Allan Poe themed escape room once, so <laughs> I didn't see any Poe toasters but that's there. What, that's what uh, Jacoby reminded me of. He reminded me of the Poe toaster when he came out okay. in his cape. <laughs> Maybe the Poe toaster was inspired by Dr. Jacoby. Maybe. So a lot of mysteries going on today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any quotable quotation? I believe I do. Okay, so I went first last week. You want to go first this time? Okay. I've got two. I'll pick my favorite. You have to pick your favorite. I'll pick my favorite. My you favorite know what, Tess, is... Life is hard. I know, choose, it is hard. Which coop quote do I want to pick? <laughs> um, uh, I think I'm going to go with my favorite from this episode is Coop ordering breakfast. Okay. And he orders griddle cakes and ham and then he announces that nothing beats the taste sensation of when maple syrup collides with ham. <laughs> like, a, like a cosmic explosion. <laughs> and he does that that clap to like really bring it home. And I, I agree with him wholeheartedly about, about that. that. Really? Yes. I'm yeah. not a Pork big... and pancakes together, so delicious. I, know <sighs> I said that I was Jewish earlier. I am. But I'm more like Jewish. I still eat ham. Go ahead. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Jewish. That's actually really funny. The um this episode really kinda of won me over to Albert. I oh, I, I get that he's, yeah. he's not nice, but here's the deal. He's we, got some good quotes. There are people in, in this world that aren't great at interacting with people. Yeah. And I've learned and that And Albert's one of them. And Albert's one of them. And I, I've learned that a lot of times they don't mean anything by it. Albert probably does mean something by it, but a lot of times, sometimes they don't mean anything by it. But uh, my favorite quote is um, after um, Albert is punched by uh, Harry uh-huh. and everyone leaves and it's just Coop and Albert and Coop, uh, Coop is trying to like defuse the situation. He goes, he goes, Albert, 
he didn't mean anything by it. And Albert goes, he hit me. And Dale goes, well, I'm sure he meant to do that. <laughs> such, a, such a great line, you so know. You had a coop quote too. I had, yeah, a half. It was a, it was a 33% coop quote, 33% <laughs> Albert quote. But yeah. Can I do my runner-up just real quick? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's another because it's another. I um, guess life is hard, but podcasting doesn't have to be. No, it's just I just really want to give a shout out to um, Norma's pies because when Coop tastes that huckleberry pie, he says, "This must be where pies go when they die." <laughs> I just love that. Which I, I thought, love how much Coop loves food. It just makes me really happy. I thought that was a funny statement because I mean, really, there's two places, right? If you believe in the afterlife, there's two places you can go. Mm. So. Oh my gosh, are we introducing the afterlife into well, our theory? Well, I, I, maybe I took it too literally, but I thought like if you go to hell, like that's how you bake a pie. So I was like, is that what he's talking about? Like it's so well baked, it's baked by the blazes of hell. Oh no, so, I think he was saying like he's in pie heaven. He's basically. in pie heaven. Yeah, I, sh- I should have known that. Do you have an MVP this week? I do. Ba, 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 ba. I love our MVP music. Okay. All right. Who's your MVP this week? My MVP this week is probably just because he was a standout dude, and I'm glad we both agreed on the plight of Albert. It was <laughs> Albert! Albert! And he was really, um, he, he's just trying to do his job, right? Yeah. He got hauled across the country or wherever, right? Yeah. He's trying to do his job. People, and I understand it's a tough situation because, like, you know, they want to bury... Leland's probably, like, losing his mind. And maybe everyone's thinking, like, maybe the sooner we can get Laura... In the you know, ground. In the ground, he can kind of move on. Yeah. Maybe. And I did appreciate that, like, you know, Coop kind of has a heart-to-heart with him and goes, hey, these are real people. This isn't a statistic. Like, in the big fancy city, which, by the way, in Twin Peaks... Or in the world of Twin Peaks, it feels like everything is industrialized in the city, except for... Like, Twin Peaks is the one refuge of, like, the country, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, Apparently, according to Coop, you know, I thought places like this didn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Albert, places where human life matters. Thank you, yeah. right? Like, how I bleak mean, of a world is this that we live in? I mean, imagine Cooper is an FBI agent investigating murders. Like, that's but he's his been, life. But he's been all around the world, He really, right? I you mean, know what probably, I mean? Probably, yeah. Can you tell me Twin Peaks, the is, country. Twin Peaks is the only place in the country that human life matters? That I guess that he's visited. It re- it's really made an impact on him. Maybe he's so insightful. He's in places where, like, we're in St. Mary's County that he we look around and go it looks like human life matters and Coop is like nope nope not here <laughs> not here so that's uh my mvp of the week is albert that's that's a great one because i agree with you that i thought he was being very reasonable about wanting to get i thought it was okay done. to write up harry or whatever that signature would have done i mean he punched a dude you know he almost lost almost lost his teeth on queer street so <laughs> I really thought they were going to mention it again, by the way. Like, when he punched him, I thought he was going to be like, you know what's going to happen? Like, I really thought it was like, this is going to be a through line. Uh, my MVP of this episode, um, and this is kind of weird because he's a problematic character, Bobby Briggs. Bobby. Is my MVP of this episode. Um because I feel like Bobby was the only one who's really authentically feeling his feelings in this episode. That funeral, when he calls out the BS when he sees it. And uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm going to give it to, to Bobby for just feeling those emotions and just being there with his emotions. And also for calling out the hypocrites when he sees them. He's not just going to stand by and let them say all this fluffy BS. Well, we He's going to jump in there. And we didn't know Laura like before she died. Right, but Bobby did. And this is a small town. Everyone knew what she was doing, mm-hmm. right? For the most part. Yeah. So... Yeah. He brings up a good point. Yeah. I mean, to Bobby, I mean, he uh, is definitely, uh, like I said, he's not uh, one of my favorite characters, but I'm MVP of this episode for sure. Can I? We don't have a segment for this, but you mentioned shipping. Yeah. Can I tell you who I'm kind of shipping? Who are you shipping? And I know this is never going to happen in a million years. Is it Bobby and someone? Albert and Luce. Is and there any chance in a world? Because you know how it's like you start off, I don't like, uh, you don't like each other, and then by the end you do, you know? Yeah, you know who I ship Lucy with? Who? I, uh, at this point in the series, Andy? I was shipping her with yeah. Andy. Like, right? Aren't they cute? They'd be really cute. He'd be like, you Because they're just, both so, like, innocent, you know? You think he just cries when things are sad? 
<laughs> or like, maybe he's like you and he just, he just goes, everything. like everything like I just become emotionally drawn maybe and like he's kissing her just tears roll down you his face so right? yeah, I, <laughs> you're so Andy you're Andy oh my god <laughs> well how many fish in a pork layer do you give this episode Ms. I Tess? give it a 5 out of 5 5 another 5 I give it another 5 out of 5 I give it a solid 4 give I think four it's out of still five. a great episode um I love that funeral scene I uh I love Coop talking about food. I love the bookhouse boys. I love, like, the right turn it takes with the bookhouse boys. Like, really, like, so let me tell you casually in this conversation about how we've been fighting darkness in the woods (laughs) for generations. (laughs) But let's just go into that, you know? And then we're all going to scratch our temples. Let's all scratch our temples. (laughs) I mean, we've been doing it. So is it a secret, like, no one else knows? I don't know. Or is it everyone knows you're a bookhouse boy? I don't know. Obviously, all the bookhouse boys know who they are. Um, I don't know if anyone else in the town knows about the darkness that lives in the woods. Yeah. It's kind of a shame they just meet at a house with books and not the local library, right? Is there no meeting space in the library? Well, if you're a secret society, wouldn't you? (laughs) Wouldn't you want, like, a secret library? I guess that's a good point. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Also, I'd be like... (laughs) Hi, I've, I've reserved the meeting. <laughs> I've reserved the meeting room for the Bookhouse Boys. For the boys. Bookhouse Boys. What's that? I gotta tell you, too, like, Bookhouse <laughs> Boys, I'm interested in where the story's going, but kind of like, like, I don't know, anytime you detain someone without, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't want to be hard on Harry's. I know I've been like, hard. like, above the law. Thank you. Yeah. Right? Harry's a little bit of a dangerous person. Ooh. The sh- sheriff walking around and, like, yeah, well, I've got a gag on this guy now. <laughs> so maybe I'm a little sensitive towards that stuff nowadays, but... Mm. Anyway, uh, great episode. So, cool. High five. Thanks. Uh, In two weeks from today, we will review um, and discuss... Episode five. Episode five of Twin Peaks. You have been listening to Same Peaks, y'all. My name's Eric. And my name's Tess. And And also, if if you've liked this and you want more Eric and Tess, Mm -hmm. you can also listen to our... Our mother podcast, yeah. same team, y'all. You've got it. Yeah, our email is samepeaksyall at gmail.com. That's right. Tess will be manning that so I don't get uh, spoiled by any potential spoilers that come in. And guys, if you enjoy this, please uh, rate or review us on whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, we prefer fives, but <laughs> rate with your heart. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Bye.